everyone, and welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Kavanaugh. You are, and I'm Will Alexander. Alexandre, yes, you are. As Alexandra. You'll hear, as you'll hear on this episode, we're going to talk about great things today, including whales, electricity, Barbie, and, and dogs. All that and more right here on the Dog Show Drive. Oh, my good morning, young William. We are at the top of our game today, aren't we, bud? Oh, I know it, Wayne. We're ready. Put us in, coach. Just, you know, just 30 second shifts. Yeah. <laughs> 30 second shifts in the third period if we're up nine nothing. That's, yeah. that's what we're looking for today. Not a lot of energy, but we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there, young William. Anyway, how you doing? I know you're not feeling great, so I'm struggling. I'm, I'm getting through. I'm getting better each day. I have good days and bad days, but yeah, we'll be okay. We will. And I'm getting older every day. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Look, I just got older. See, just since <laughs> we've been talking, it's unbelievable how that. Want to see it again? I'm like, <laughs> Jeez. Oh hey, my radio. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there was a wonderful photograph uh rudolph but we've always said towski i hope that's the way you say it one yeah, of the greatest dog show Tosky, uh, yeah yeah one of the greatest dog show photographers of all time especially since there was no photoshop then and you took pictures and developed them you couldn't take a thousand hoping one would jump out a true artist he was but the picture of florence illich's bellhaven collie and it's just a gorgeous photograph, if you haven't seen it. I think it's on the AKC's Facebook page. Um, but, oh, it's just gorgeous. And the, and the collie's beautiful. But when I was a kid, I grew up in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is where Mrs. Ilch's Bellhaven Kennel was. And we called it the Green Bridge. Now, I've been over that Green Bridge recently, and it's no longer green. But my entire life growing up, it was a metal bridge with uh it wasn't solid it was a grate you could see through it so it was always scary to walk over it was a pretty good sized bridge and they spray sprayed it green every couple of years uh for rust or whatever i don't know but i walk over that bridge and i look to my right and there was Bellhaven sitting on the edge of the navasink river or navasink river depending on what side of the road you're on but it's gorgeous it had a red roof um and it sat there forever and long after she passed of course i was very young when she passed um we would still go by and i'd always have that memory of those great collies that came from that kennel the sad part was mrs elch gave up after one of her great dogs who was supposed to go or had a real good shot at going best and show at the garden uh someone poisoned him on the bench oh. uh, they put something in his eyes, as I recall, um, that made him, you know, get sick and go home. And that pretty much tore her heart out. And that was the end of Bellhaven, as I recall it as a kid. Um, Fran Dice was one of her lovely disciples, and she's long past as well. Fran was just lovely. I mean, absolutely wonderful. And uh, she was a friend, a good friend of mine. I didn't know Miss Illich that well. I was a baby. But Fran was, and she raised some beautiful collies too. And 15 minutes away, Henry Stecker uh, lived. So, you know, we had a really wonderful community. Oh, and um, Helen Warwick, uh, a great sporting dog judge and Labrador breeder. Uh, she was in that town too. And it was wonderful to grow up with those mentors. Henry, his stories were always just unbelievable. Uh, I could sit and listen. Well, I did sit and listen to him all day, Will. You know? And as a kid, I'd go over his house and we'd uh, he'd show me something. He was always, he'd, he was a great inventor. He'd build things. He could build anything. Uh, we needed a, something to bang posts in the ground. Instead of buying one of those things you put over it and bang down, he just went in the barn, got a pipe and welded one together, with, threw some cement in there and off we went. You know, Wow. He could do anything. But his stories about going to shows were phenomenal. You know, we just forget. Now we get in our half million dollar or million dollar motorhomes 
and drive three days to go to a show. Uh, Henry used to, in his Model T or Model A, whatever they had back then, uh, his old, old cars, he would go drive to in his car to New York, which was only 45 minutes now, um, it would take him all day. And he'd have to bring wheels, not just tires, the whole thing, because he'd certainly get a flat on the way to pick up these dogs at the harbor. And these were boxers he was importing and poodles, uh, mostly, mostly poodles and boxers back then. But the stories about going to dog shows together on a train, all the handlers and they're, you know, they'd rent the whole car and have their crates stacked on the wall and sit there and play cards and tell stories all the way to the show in Philadelphia. Different world today. Yeah, we used to have that same situation. We had a show in Winnipeg, North Winds Dog Show, that a lot of Ontario handlers would do the same thing. They'd rent a car, like a train, and and fill up with dogs, and off they'd go to Winnipeg to show the North Winds Dog Show. It was always seemed so romantic. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was. (laughs) Yeah, we thought the parking ramp at the garden was romantic too, and uh, (laughs) I'll guarantee you wouldn't want to do it right now, feeling the way we. Oh my gosh! Just, to, but I, I still, I still miss those days. I still miss getting up at four and, and having to move all our junk in so we can get our spot, you know. And, yeah. and it's like a getting a general admission ticket to a Grateful Dead concert, you know. <laughs> but it's also kind of like, uh, hey, Vinny, paint another Starry Night, would you? I mean, it's hard to. It's hard. That's Vincent Van Gogh and Starry Night, the paint. Um, it's hard to, you know, you, we, you, when you, if we went back and did it the same way, it would not be the same. Yeah, we just wouldn't have the same vibe, the same people, the same era, the same people working the ramp. The city's changed, the gardens changed, that neighborhoods changed, uh, as all things do. The penta is gone. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's romantic to think back on those things, but it was kind of crowded. It was crowded. It was hard to work. It was dirty. But I'll tell you, some of my very first experiences happened at the garden. I remember going to the garden with Garrett Lambert, Allison, and I went. And uh, I had never had a bagel with cream cheese in the street before, you know. <laughs> and that was the, I thought it was the best thing I'd ever eaten, you know. <laughs> of course. Of course, the best. But and there was, you know, there's something special about the crowd at the garden. Uh, you had so many just in just dog lovers or people that wanted to go to something and could walk in and buy a ticket. Uh, So that crowd certainly contributed to the cheering and the booing and the heckling. Although I wonder if it was be is, I wonder if the cheering would be as respectful these days, Will, you know, I don't know if, if our new world wouldn't be ugly. Well, you know, they do get ugly. Remember a couple of years ago when David went best with the Pekingese? Yeah, yeah. People got really rude. Like, general public got really mm-hmm. rude about it, you know? That's what I mean. I don't know if we're heading in that direction. I mean, because we were, you know, when we were showing there a million years ago, um, people wore suits. <laughs> to yeah. Go. Spectators did. Yeah, I'm not I saying think- we should go back to that. I'm just saying it's a different vibe in... Um, now there was there were boos when Milson Oboy didn't win. Um, that was before even my time. Yeah. I think Belter was there, pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> but even before my but, time. But I don't like. I, obviously, I don't know. But I've got a lot of paperwork on Milson Oboy because I have some correspondence from Mrs. Chief Reporter to Bob Gillum here in Canada about Oboy, and he was so built up in the papers. Yes, that. The crowd was behind them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sports Illustrated, New York Times. Yeah. And they really and that, had... that was that sort of be like our social media now, but back yeah. then it was for one dog, really. Mm-hmm. Right? They... Well, you know how good that is for the sport. We don't do that anymore. In hockey, there we go. We mentioned it. People know the Pittsburgh Penguins because love them or hate them. Sidney Crosby was the face of the team. Yeah. If you have an individual who you can buy and love them or hate them, that both it's a similar emotion, right? That makes you focus on that team. And focusing on our sport were those dogs that had the public's intention. And oh, everybody, not even dog people would come cheer for Mill Snowboy as they would for, you know, any athlete or 
musician or anything else that was going to be at the garden. I just don't think we have that anymore. Um, well, we don't have Walter Fletcher anymore writing the New York Times. Every Monday, Walter Fletcher, the great journalist, would write a little piece about the dog show in the New York Times. And it was the dog show. <laughs> there weren't a thousand. And it was always an East Coast show. And there were big shows back then. Uh, and he would have this lovely little story and the group winners uh, every Monday morning, you'd look for it in the newspaper. And that's how the public, you couldn't find a dog show result in the New York Times or any other paper now, except for Westminster. Yeah. So, yeah, we lost that buy-in from the general public in that regard. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a different world. I'm thrilled they're going back to the Billie Jean King tennis yeah, center. Yeah, it's such um, a good feeling last year watching yeah. it. It was beautiful. It's, it's the last dog we had in Canada, I think that captivated the public was a was a Chow in the seventies named Mitsu Hinsu Shang that Fred Petty and, and her Williams mm -hmm. owned, and he was in the cover of a lot of dog food bags, and he, he he always saw him somewhere. But you have to admit, Fred and Herb Herb was the top was the super dog guru yeah. and Fred they were promoters was, yeah. they were both promoters they 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 put him out there but the whole country followed him like oh what did shang do this weekend you know what did shang do what did shang do and then when he won the group of the garden it was like oh shang won the group of the garden you know it's like oh that's pretty cool i never realized that yeah. boy if anybody could do it those 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 two guys were like i don't know vaudeville promoters from a different oh, they era were great and, and, and like you see like i saw fred a, a few months ago to dog show and that's exactly it he reminds me of an old hollywood star not old but a, yeah. a, a hollywood star unless he just mm -hmm. has that carriage about him and ex eccentricities about him and yeah. you know, he can do what he wants because he doesn't care <laughs> he can wear a white suit with sequins and he did <laughs> like, oh that was herb yeah herb yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they were he great. Sure made a, he sure made something out of that super dogs. Yeah, sure did. I remember seeing them at Houston, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, they'd have a dog jump real high, and I think, that's incredible. And they'd say, or we can go higher. No, come on, you can't. And we can go higher. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, oh. And what a great thing for the public to embrace. Yeah, for sure. They love it. That Even last year at the Royal Winter Fair, with the, the when the Super Dog event came out, which was only like an, an hour every six hours there or something like that, the crowds came flying in for the Super Dogs. You yeah. know, we sit there and look at the nuances of exhibitors putting on this beautiful presentation of their dog for fifteen minutes, not even two, and we wonder why the public doesn't think that's fun to watch. <laughs> because <laughs> we think it is but wouldn't they want to see a dog jump wouldn't the family and the kids and everybody want to come out and see oh that? and they and and they the, the master of ceremonies this year i don't know he wasn't her but i was concerned her was retired it was a younger guy and he just the way he engaged the public and the kids it was just fun you know it's yeah. just yeah i mean there's shows in europe where they have you know the uh the old models women in tight dresses, holding up signs, walking around the ring. I mean, different countries, cultures. And I love in Mexico where the music's blaring the whole time you're showing, you're judging. And they're Everybody, very, they're all so dramatic when they come out with the best in show and they hold it up in the air yeah. and then they clap and yeah. and they they, uh, they turn to the crowd like they're bullfighters almost. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and then they, best in show is yeah. my well, We have no crowds. We have no crowds. <laughs> I do remember... As a, the one thing I remember, well, there's many things I remember about the garden, but when uh, Johnny Murphy won with Carmichael's Fanfare, the Scotty, I believe that's all correct. Uh, that was a long time ago. I remember when he was pointed to that he walked over to the sign and got his ribbon. He didn't jump up in the air. He didn't salute. He didn't do anything. He just kind of walked over and got his ribbon. And I'll never forget that. I'm thinking as a kid, man, if that was me, I'd be doing cartwheels in the ring. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different time. Um, no, there are handlers back then who, well, I don't know, come to think of it, I can't think of any who would jump up and, the only one that would jump up and run over would be Janie starting a new dog when she didn't get pointed to. And I'll tell you what that means. She'd have a nice, a new Irish center for Mrs. Porter. And if the judge went to just say, take them around and pointed a finger anywhere in her area, 
There okay. was ramps. She'd run right up to the best in show sign. Usually there was a ramp back then. She'd run right up on the ramp. And who's going to tell Janie she didn't win? And that's yeah. how she started. <laughs> <laughs> well, all through COVID, when I had to, when you had to wear the mask and you were showing dogs, I was still showing dogs, especially then. I used to always tell people because I didn't wear my glasses. I let me know if I win. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever let me know. <laughs> no, I'll bet not. Yeah, she used that trick once in a while. Just run right up there. Thank you. Thank you. I've seen it attempted Perfect. since then. No one could pull it off. They all got no. sent back. It's, it's, it's a very famous picture of going back to Shang when 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 Herb won the group of the garden with Shang in '75. That year, the, the old English sheepdog from Canada won best in show. Mm-hmm. Sir, Sir Lancelot, Lancelot of Barvan, Dudley, and uh, there's a picture of of Malcolm and Dudley and Herb and 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 Shang, and in it, it looks like it, it, Herb was so Herb was so excited for Malcolm to win. It looks like Herb won. Really? How yeah, cool. it's a great, great picture. Like he's, uh, he's that's so Malcolm excited. Fellows, right? Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm Fellows. Fellows. Yeah, mm-hmm. Malcolm Fellows. And, uh, yeah, I remember Lancelot. That was a big win that night and a beautiful dog. Jeez. He was number one dog in Canada the year before. Huh. So you had two Canadian two dogs? Yeah, yeah. There's always one at least, right? No, we always, always tend to tend to, in the year, the year that P won, there was... There was three Canadian dogs in Best in Show. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, the Portuguese water dog, right? Portuguese water dog, the poodle, and Pete. Which poodle? I forget. Uh, the Darwin bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful bitch. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, man, that was... And then there was Luke showing the Shih Tzu. He was Canadian, too. We were in junior handling together. <laughs> That's right. Jeez. There was just a great picture of Luke with two different shoes on in the show. Yes. Two different shoes. <laughs> And I can I, I have so many memories of that. Uh, not just Luke, of course. Lou Oslander, who was such a wonderful gentleman and just a brilliant human being. And he was on the board at the AKC at the time. And John Mandeville and I were down working in North Carolina. When the registration department got messed up, they'd send us down on Mondays to, to help sort things out. And uh, John was very bright at doing that. But we got down there one day and, and Lou had decided to come tour the facility. And he had two different shoes on. And this gorgeous suit and the great, you know, everyone said such respect for this guy. He was a presence walking in the room. Then you look down and go, oh, no, who's going to tell him? <laughs> and he finally figured it out and just wore it well. What could yeah. he do, right? Uh, I've gone, when I worked at the AKC and commuted by train in New York every day or by hydrofoil, uh, I, I would uh, at least once a year have two different parts of my suit on. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a nice look. Wrong pants. You'd be yeah, in a dark. Pants. They look the same, you know. It's kind of, <laughs> you get to the show and you're like, oh, looks like my clothes attacked me this morning. <laughs> and no matter how hot or cold it is, that jacket's coming off. I remember I one day. Did I ever tell the story about our friend Doug when, um, he, years ago, like in the early 90s? His, his, so back when he was like in his 60s. Yeah, his, his first yeah. wife used to put together his outfits for him. Yeah. So, and put pants, shirt, jacket, tie, everything that matched, mm-hmm. and then hang them all in the truck for a Friday, th- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> our friend Shannon Shear, she snuck no. in there and mixed them all. <laughs> he, he didn't notice. He just came to the show. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'll probably get it over that story, but that was a funny story. <laughs> Yeah, well, Doug carries himself well. He looked good in anything. Well, not look good, but he'd get away with anything. It was hilarious. That's oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, we were just, t- I was putting together a, um, building a dog gate for my brother's house last night. And I had a Craig jig and I couldn't figure out one corner. And I thought, I knew who to call. Well, for sure. He's the man. Whatever it is, he can do it. He can do yep. it. We've had guys like that in the sport in the past that were legends, right? I mean, there's always a guy that could just fix anything. And now there's RV guys because you have to have RV guys. No, there was always RV guys. John Glover yeah. was our RV guy. Yeah. But, but I'll tell you, Dougie would come over to my place and we'd just have a coffee and he'd be looking at something like, oh, wait, you should fix that. And he'd fix it right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. oh, thanks, Doug. <laughs> uh, I can't stand incredible. looking at something that's not fixed. I had a, I put a uh, solar panel up for my outdoor cameras. And 
the wire was dangling for two days. I barely could stand coming near the house. It wasn't a big dangle. It was a little loop. So I had to go up and find some pins to connect it properly to the underside of the eave because those things bother me too. Little, except my office. I'm pretty sure someone broke in here last night, Will. I do not remember it. Look at it. Searching it's for a, microfilm. It's a disaster. <laughs> an absolute disaster. But for those of you watching on television, it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's and I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks back, we talked about um, robot vacuums. Yeah. Well, because we talked about one, I got one the next day in the mail. Almost. Yeah, oh. I didn't order it. You know, was I was oh, it just arrived. Yeah. And uh, I've had that going. Well, Clark thinks that's he. It, it's his exercise. It comes on every morning around. It's going right now. Okay, comes on every morning around eight something. And uh, oh, Clark's ready for it now. <laughs> this is your Bouvier. <laughs> yeah, the Bouvier Clark mm-hmm. chases it around. Does he? No, barks, he barks at it unless I yell at him. But it sounds like it's knocking stuff over right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ours fits perfectly under the refrigerator enough to get jammed. Uh-huh. So it's put books in front of the bottom of the refrigerator. But those things are awesome. I mean, depending on how much dog hair you have, or you don't think you have any, you think your house is perfectly clean, and you open that little thing, you're like, where'd all that dog hair come from? And the dust, I couldn't get over the dust. Um, Like, I only have one problem. I have these stools by my, by the the bar in the kitchen, and they've got four small stools, but they've got four four legs. If it gets caught in there, it can't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's there until I save it. (laughs) Well, you can always pick them up and put them somewhere. I know. Which looks really nice, too, having some stools on your couch upside down. That's a nice nice look. But those things are awesome. I really, we just, I didn't want one. And when I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Now I went by our, we have a tractor. It's a privately owned place that sells tractors, lawnmowers, riding stuff stuff that has motors that you know yard equipment i guess you'd call it and in their front yard they have a robo lawnmower oh just zipping all around the yard keeping the lawn short that'd be cool oh i don't know how that works it it can't collect it it's got to mulch it and spit it back out somehow does it do it in straight lines or is it like that was my question wanders around i'm a big i have to have perfect lines yeah I don't like these. So I don't know if it goes straight back and forth or what, but I, I can just see it going circling a tree for an hour and a half and then bumping into an apple or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the the vacuum was dumb too. So I have to look into it. Yeah. But I like mowing the lawn, Will. I like it. Do you, I, I don't mind it. I don't know. It's, once you're out there, it's fine. It, it's, it's just getting, oh, uh, I got to mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, when we had the farm and I had my tractor, that was fun mowing. Oh, we always liked that, right? We, we always argue over. Yeah, we'd argue over who could get to do that. <laughs> well, my, my Growing up, we had this farm, and, and my dad used to, used to cut the horse field once in a while. And he just loved it. You, you see this little figure way down there, acres away. You have a cap on. You know he had a beer, and he just wandered. <laughs> the best, the best. Yeah. yeah. And now I've got the electric mower, the easy, easy go, ego, ego. Oh, oh, the battery ones. Oh man, that thing's beautiful. Oh, they make some incredible battery tools now that just last it's- forever. It's the best cut I've ever had on a lawn. Has two blades. It never clogs or anything like that. And the best part is, when you're done with it, you tip it up because you can, and clean it with a blower or whatever, without worrying about gas or oil spilling. Yeah, things awesome. You can talk to your neighbors while you're mowing the lawn. I'm just an old man in America, aren't I, Will? Mowing the lawn, talking to the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Rob? Good, Wayne. <laughs> Grass is looking good. Need yeah. a little rain. Yeah. yeah. Ain't what do you America? use on that to keep it so green? <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> so it's funny now. That we we now live in a way in a very small yard with one beagle, and uh, we walk her. And there's a place where everybody here walks their dogs, and it looks like a yellow polka dot. Uh, assemblage of green. So you've got this beautiful lawn with all these yellow dots from some of the dogs who leave that. So what do you do with that stain? Well, there's all kinds of home remedies. 
but I don't know any of them that really work. We'll probably get some now. Um, there's, there's actually there is a paint you use. So paint? There is a, a grass paint. Yeah, that you use on those spots. <laughs> I try to rip it out, scratch it, and put some stuff in there, and I don't know. But if hazel, well, I, I think it's a seed spray, but it acts like a spray paint, and uh, you know it covers it up. Well, if Hazel, if Hazel's looking like she really needs to go, I'll pick her up and carry her out of the yard because I don't want anything on my perfect lawn. Well, can't have it. <laughs> can't have it. Although she looks like she got hit with a lawnmower. Now her her hair's coming back a little. How's Clark? Is his Clark, hair Clark's back? still good? He's still kind of a, a keen of course. So yeah, we we both shaved our dogs without knowing it. Uh, without knowing that each other was doing it. We knew we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <honey? laughs> we had our daughter, Haley. It, she's, it's impossible for, tell, for her to not tell the truth. She's one of those people that she cannot lie at all, ever. And one day, uh, it was Banjo, I think. Or maybe it was Hazel. One of the Beagles. All of a sudden, didn't have a whole lot of hair on its tail. And I thought, did she take scissors to that tail? So I said, Haley, did you trim? You know, we asked her. Did you? And she looked up. This is someone who just can't lie. She looked up and said, uh, Killian sucked it off. He's been chewing on it and licking it, and he sucked the hair right off. <laughs> but Haley, there's a reason you can't lie, because you're really, really bad at it. <laughs> And she just laughed. What could she do? You know, but there you have it. Nah, our little doggies. I don't know. We keep going through that thing. Do you want one? I wouldn't mind showing a little dog again, but that's tough too when you're judging, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Down I still especially. love showing the dogs. So I, yeah. I've been out now for a month and I've been itching to get back now. I, yeah. I know. It's an addiction, Will. Remember, it is, it, and it's become a lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. you, you look at your schedule, and you have you have no, like I've had free time now since I've been ill. To and it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's been almost well, almost a month for me since my last assignment, which I really like, enjoy having that time off. But I'm we're off to Washington State. Hmm, well, when do you go there? A week or two. It could be the 12th. It could be the 18th. Those numbers both ring a bell. But I'll have to check. Uh, I leave this fun. week for the Edmonton Kennel Club. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It's great to go to areas where you don't go often. And yeah. And I have a lot of friends there. So it'll be great to see them and, and see yeah. if they're all still my friends afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they'll act nice to you, Will. Because they don't want to blow it for the next time. But when right, they leave, right. oh boy, they'll be burning you in effigy. They'll have a statue or a wooden, you know, they'll have like a cutout. Remember those wooden life-size cutouts of Christina Aguilera? I had one, Will. I never had my one. Office. Yeah, I did. I had it in my, I don't know who put it in my office, but they put it in there. And then over time, it became fun to put like a holster on her and funny jewelry and things on her head. And, and someone cut her arm off. It didn't go well after a while. But uh, there might be one of you waiting in Edmonton. Yeah. I I remember when I was a kid, I had, remember the, the variety stores, or, or the, not just variety stores, the gas station stores would have cardboard cutouts of, of hockey players. Yeah. I had one of Bobby Hall for the longest time and I had it I had it in my room when I was a kid because I, I don't know why they gave it to me I they probably asked for it because I, I like Bobby Hall and uh I eventually took it down because I didn't like this didn't like this this shadow staring at me in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well Christina would scare me when I'd walk in the office once in a while <laughs> didn't remember her being hi Christina <laughs> and there she was yeah good morning how are you yep. that's when she was a much younger singer god I'm getting my, I'm feeling old today, bud. Are you? Feeling old, yeah. Not in my body. I'm just realizing some of my stories are from prehistoric times. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what the hell we're talking about. Trains? They put dogs on trains? Yeah, they did. Oh, don't yawn. Make me yawn, for Christ's sake. 
Hey, you're you're looking very nice in your Hartford Whaler. Hartford uh, Whaler. You got the gas. hat and the shirt. Today. And sure, yeah, I'm the Hartford property. Of, yeah. I always liked the Hartford Whalers. Yeah. I, I had a Gordy Howe, a Gordy Howe jersey, and Brennan Shanahan when he was a he played for Hartford Whalers, who's now the president of the Maple Leafs, and Jeff O'Neill, who's a, a Leaf alumni, he played at Hartford. I always liked the Hartford Whalers. And I thought Moby Dick was a great book. In fact, I'm reading it again. I just downloaded it. I haven't <laughs> started. But I love the history of whaling in general, Will. It's an ama- it was the economy of oh, America. Oh, for sure, yeah. Whale oil. We had no electricity. Not you can't when I was fathom born. that now. Like I, you, you can't. Yeah, I've read Moby Dick too, and you, you can't fathom that the whole city was run on whale oil. You know. Yeah. Well, the whole country. Uh, they would go when out. Nantucket, where that took place, that they, they, all they talk about is whale oil. Yeah. I once knew a girl from Nantucket. <laughs> tune in next week for the <laughs> but yeah whaling was part of our economy and i remember uh you know we just forget we take for granted that electricity has always been here like our kids take for granted that the internet's always been here yeah. but uh yeah they had a, this is how they did it until uh kerosene and some other um natural burning things were discovered on the east coast it was all whale oil and you'd go out and and harpoon the whale and, and they were they weren't out there for the meat they were out there just from the oil oh i know and it's the, just and it was just gross the way they get in there and dig it out no yeah <laughs> and they just leave the carcass floating yeah uh, just to get the oil out my goodness what a rough bunch of characters that was too yeah and in moby dick they had uh, he melville was he actually worked on a whaling vessel for a few years uh but he had a great mix of ethnicity in Moby Dick. And there was diversity in those wheeling ships because not many people wanted to do it. Right. But he went all out with everybody being a different nationality and different background. There's so many undertones to that book. Um, and a lot of, of course, scatological humor. What you know, when you name a when you title a book Moby Dick, you know there's gonna be jokes in there that you wouldn't get as a kid. But um George Ward, this is you know, before electricity at the whale oil, I and I think I've told this before, I interviewed George Ward at a dog show and said, what's the biggest difference between Cleveland it was today than when you started? And he said, electricity. (laughs) (laughs) We just didn't have drops and things or electric clippers or blow dryers or anything like that. And that, you know, that wasn't 300 years ago. No, no, I remember. I remember George telling stories about because Marquis, the, the Irish Center Marquis, he didn't like hair dryers. He didn't like hair dryers. So, uh, um, I said, how did you dry them? And she, he said that Katie Jones brushed them all day until <laughs> he dried. <laughs> yeah, we forget. And now the sound of a dog show isn't dogs barking or people clapping. It's the sound of force dryers. Force dryers. And generators. Oh. And generators. Oh, and the force dryers on the verge of dying that has a high-pitched little squeal. Oh, I hate that. Mm. Uh, go find that person and buy them a new force dry. <laughs> mm. And that's usually right about the end of best of breed in a competitive class. Yeah, that's when the English setters. Is. So every English setter ear is mm-hmm. flicking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we allow those in the building. I guess there's no other way to fluff up a golden retriever and destroy its top coat. That's right. That's like right. a forest dryer and some moose. Yeah. What the heck are we thinking? Legend lives on from the great breeders on down of a breed called the golden retriever. <laughs> Legend is said it had really strong head and good pigment and a coat resistant to water. Mm. <laughs> but not moose. <laughs> uh, they don't bring them to me that way much. Um, but boy, I sure see them and to other judges like that. There was a, a real good article that Pat Trotter wrote, speaking of golden retrievers, on fronts. That just I don't know if it's new or if it's been around. I saw it on the internet. And I wrote an article on fronts too. And the one thing that always blew my mind about fronts was when Jim Edwards told me, <laughs> this is a long time ago, you know, they don't have a clavicle, right? Like we do, you know, our little collarbone mm-hmm. connecting the fronts. But Goldens are one of those breeds that pretty good fronts, right? A lot of them, like three. Just kidding. <laughs> but you do <laughs> Yeah, it's just they're just set on backwards. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. Don't, I don't want any mail. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, but Pat Trotter does a beautiful job describing some of the things that you wouldn't think of, like straight fronts and overdone behinds, 
the front doesn't have to do much. It's not doing much. It's all being propelled from behind. So they're not properly moving. They're just going fast because the front doesn't have to go far to clear the space for the rear legs. Um, there's lots of that. Uh, fronts are such, that's it for me, man. Fronts are it. If that center of gravity is under those withers and there's toes not under the withers in most breeds, uh, there are breeds with exceptions. Uh, boy, it just throws off everything. Got to have that center of gravity, bud. Like us, we've got a center of gravity. Low center, but we have a center. Uh, very Well, that's the best <laughs> kind because you don't tip over. Those tall guys tip over all the time. We don't have far to fall. Not at all. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. Did you always have four dryers? Um, well, but, yeah, but back then when I first started, mm. all the Cocker boys used to reverse the vacuum cleaners. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's what that was their four strides. Yeah. Um, and then later on, when I was when I became a professional, we obviously had them. They were still the canister ones. And now yeah. they've gotten they can be a box the size of your phone now and blow mm -hmm. a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the uh using the regular old bathroom hair dryer and pinching it under your chin? They were the best ones because they had the side vents mm -hmm. because I could tuck that into my apron when yep. I wore an apron and it never clogged. Now the new ones, they have the back vents. You can't do that. You've got to and put you know, it on your chin. And think about this, Will. Is that a sentence your non-dog friends would understand? When I used to put the hairdryer in my apron. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is it you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tricky, but they were great. And then when they came out with the big stands and the big long ones, then we could free up the neck a little bit. It wasn't very good for the neck when you pinched it in there. Well, I used to love watching some of the old handlers that'll be drying cockers or poodles and have it, they'd have it clamped under their neck, brushing mm -hmm. the dog, and a cigarette out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yep, those were the days. <laughs> But now they're all dry. I like when they're showing, they bring Labradors in wet now. That's the new thing. They spray them with a lot of water and then bring them in wet. I don't mind that. But I don't, I don't mind it. But they're just filling up the coat. It's, it's, I remember my dad used to show this, um, this Labrador when we were growing up and his name was Roshan's RJ Thumper or something like that. Nice dog. But it was your keys, Will. Do you know where your keys are? Uh, no, <laughs> but you know you, you remember no. RJ's thumper. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Phil Phillips, she owned it. <laughs> Phyllis, yep. Phyllis Phillips. Um, but it was at the sportsman show, so he was competing in Labrador trials as well as showing. Well, he won the breed that morning. Went over, competed in the trials, came back soaking wet. The judge wanted to excuse him because he was soaking wet from the Labrador trials. He ended up going third in group. It was a big, big. Uh, fuffle about it but uh yeah yeah what's wrong with that we should show them all wet yeah and he would he was wet like wet from working not just sprayed down yeah. yeah it was kind of cool we had that at a ukc show a springer was doing jock dock jumping and went right from there up to the breed ring and the woman was in tears because it was dripping and i said just towel it off a little bit and bring it in what's the difference it's nothing in the standard that says they can't be wet as long as it's not dripping and unsafe yeah, I thought it was a bonus, and it was a pretty nice dog, and it ended up winning the breed. Wet. I, I when I was still showing dogs, I I evaluated a lot of my new dogs soaking wet. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, especially setters. Yeah, reveals some interesting fronts. No, for sure. I, Real I remember, interesting. Even Peter Parker. I remember giving Peter Parker his first bath and thinking, "Look at this dog." <laughs> to myself. <laughs> right. And then you went and picked a pickled pepper. Didn't That's you? right. I believe you did. I remember that. You kept him in your apron. <laughs> i'm sorry i used to have an anyway. apron that one of my assistants gave me years ago it said it was on it it said will's world <laughs> close a couple of letters away a couple of letters away it's beautiful gosh yeah i didn't live down wayne's world for a long time i still didn't and Jane used to call me Wayne O, which Wayne no o. one else said the, you know it, it didn't sound right coming from anybody else but mrs clark called me willem Willem. Learn yeah. to think on your feet, Willem. <laughs> I think George used to call me Wayno too. He does, but not many. Uh, usually they call me Mr. Kavanaugh, sir, now. Yeah. That's when you know you're old, Will. When people that you think are kids but are 45 call you Mr. Kavanaugh. It's really Kavanaugh. Yes, sir. Thank but you, I let sir. Him get it. Thank you, sir. Stop. Yeah. I let him get away with the Kavanaugh. You can call me Nighthawk. I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
I don't want to tell them it's Kavanaugh, not Kavanaugh, but what is it? It's Kavanaugh. It's not Kavanaugh. There's no gnaw in Ireland. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah, there's no gnaw. What the hell is gnaw in Ireland? We don't have gnaw. Yes, there is. Kavanaugh. Not Kavanaugh. There's no gnawing. I said a friend named Mort Helikoski, and they used to announce his son as a hockey player as um, Helikowski. There's no cows. <laughs> There's no cows in my country. But we put up with it, Will. You're easy. Will Alexandra. It's very simple. Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> no teacher had to say to you, how do you spell your name? No. But they, right? no many times people just call me Alex, though. Is that Alex? Right? Oh, yeah. Alex. I'm over here, Alex. How about oh, that? robot's behind me. Yeah. The robot's me attacking drink, please? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that would be nice. I don't know. I don't think I want robots in my house bringing me anything. No. No. No AI, no robots. What's going to happen with AI and dog shows? I don't know, but it's kind of frightening about the the writer's strike in Hollywood, right? Yeah, the, it is. The That's AI, the... what they're all trying to do with the AI. It's, Jamie explained it to me the other day, and it's kind of frightening. Oh, yeah. they can write a movie. They can yeah. write the script. They can do everything. And they can put actors in them from their likenesses. They, it's yep. just incredible. No, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. No more real world, Will. It's all That's fake. Right. We won't be able to tell the truth from well, we can't tell it from the from the news anymore. <laughs> truth or fiction or anything you read or see, especially photos on Facebook. Those are always funny. Then you get to see the dog and its tail is five miles long or something. <laughs> but yeah, in person. Always different in person. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. I have anyway, um speaking of what the hell are we talking about, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That's what we do. <laughs> Nothing. That's all we do. I think we're talking about memory issues. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, it's it's uh it is interesting how this so could we have AI judges who could the computer could look and analyze the dog perfectly and get it right every time? Yeah. That would we'd only need one dog show. That's right. Just one. That would sort them all out, and that would be the end of that. It's, I it's well. I, I hate thinking about it because it does. It's frightening. It's 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 comic yeah. book frightening. You know. Yeah. The good news for dog shows is we are so prehistoric with our technology that we that's not they don't even, we don't even have iPads to mark our judges book. Well, that's right. So they're not going to be AI and judges in our lifetime anytime. Technology so. peaked with frozen pizza. Exactly. And where do they get the mimeograph paper? Well, it's not called that anymore. So when you fill out your judges book, you got four copies, you got to press hard. Who does that? What what other world does that? We got to press to get the number one, two, three, four through four sheets of paper. Then the the secretary comes in. It didn't go all the way through. What did you mean here? (laughs) Did you mean a nine or an F? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we still do that. How prehistoric is that? I mean, the rest of the world's got to be laughing at us. You know, we have. Well, whatever. What do we do? That's a good old way to do it, Will. That's right. I mean, because yeah. when Doug and I were younger, we scratched it in slate. You know, we just, they were given a slate, an actual piece of slate, and you'd carve it in there. And then you'd mail the slate by Pony Express to New York to record the results. It was tough on the, tough on the nail, though. Yeah. And use a nail to scratch it in there, and they'd get dull. So we went to the mimeograph paper. The mimeograph had the, remember the, the actual first generation mimeograph paper had the purple film in between. Yeah. yeah. So you had the paper, the blue film, the paper. Oh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So we're now using high tech mimeograph paper. It doesn't require the blue sheet in between. How nice is that? And then yeah, you get yeah. the pink sheets mailed to you, or you pick them up. If, you, if you're a judge and you forget to pick up your pink sheets, they'll mail them to you. And that's, I think, the 15th copy. So you can't see anything on it, but they're nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. You could do a whole Barbie wall with the pink sheets. Did you go see Barbie? No. no? <laughs> Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did know. see did Oppenheimer, though. You did? Yeah. Wow. Scary good? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, it's long, but it's excellent. Yeah. So kids they, will go watch the, it. It's amazing the cast he's put together, and they and you just it takes you a second to recognize who it is mm-hmm. because they've they've aged them and don't fall down the stairs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is a film about the guy who invented the atomic bomb. Yeah, in case which is the opposite 
of Barbie. Yeah. Very Barbie's nice. making more money though. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Right. It's America, baby. Yeah. Paint it pink and everybody will go look at it. Oh my God. I can't, we can't, Jill and I went to see Oppenheimer and we came out of the theater. And when we came out of the theater, the, the lobby is filled with teenagers in pink and white. I'm thinking, what are they going to see, Jilby? <laughs> we we were up in where the hell were we this week? Oh, they're our favorite historic Nichols Hotel in South Haven, which I love. Uh, there were there's a theater across the street, and there was older people who had a good lifetime of eating, wearing shades of pink that weren't necessarily pink, and shorts going to the movie. It looked hysterical, Will. That's what it looked like. These are not the typical dress in pink people. Uh, they had a forage for the pink, and it wasn't necessarily pink. It was salmonish. It was, you know, it didn't work. And they have it just it's didn't salmon work. A color. <laughs> Is that's a good question? Yeah. Argue, you need a salmon shirt. I'm not sure what fits you all over it for. Well, it'd be gray, wouldn't it? It'd be gray with scales. Yeah. That's what salmon is to me, unless you slice them open. And that's true for anything. I don't know. Oh. Whales, salmon, right here on the fish show drive. <laughs> and mammal, and mammal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's up for you next, bud, besides getting some rest and heading to Edmonton? Edmonton's next. I'm, I have nothing up this weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still recoup this weekend. And uh, then I have Edmonton. I, leave, I fly into Edmonton on Wednesday, I believe. So, yeah. And you got the, sa- you got the salmon. Jeez, that just yeah. You got the seminars, too. Yeah, I've got a seminar in New Jersey the week after. And uh, I've got a seminar in New Jersey. And I have a seminar in Arizona. The seminar is getting very busy, which I really enjoy. So, Yeah. New Jersey. That's where I grew up, Will. Yeah. Well, where, where in Jersey? Washington. Well, that's kind of New Jersey. That's beautiful. Is it? Washington, yeah, New Jersey. It's not. People think of New Jersey as, as, you know, hey, how you doing at the shore? Washington, New Jersey is beautiful. Uh, it's near, you know, it's not too far from Pennsylvania and New Hope and all those beautiful towns that we love in Pennsylvania. So it's it's out west. It's beautiful. Okay. You'll see mountains and trees and um, yeah, it's it's very different. Beautiful part of the state. Small state with many different regions. South Jersey's the Pine Barrens, very different from the city, you know, the, the Jersey right across from New York City. And then different from the Water Gap, which is the area where you'll be in that beautiful part of the Garden State. And it is the Garden State, Damon. There's a lot of gardens there. Yeah. You just don't see them on TV. A lot of horse farms, too. Jersey I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah. You ever seen horses where they put, no, you probably did, where they'll put Kentucky, KY, Kentucky bread, NJ, Jersey bread, NY, New York bread? No. Yeah. That'll show you in the program where that horse was foaled. In my case, I'm a New York bread, Will. Are you a Toronto bread? Toronto, Toronto through and through, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why you're wearing the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you, Will. I'm going to tell well, on no, you. I, I, I'm a Toronto fan, but I'm a hockey fan. So. Me too. Me too. And unfortunately, um, we're going to Rockies. That's Rocky Wirtz, the owner of Chicago Blackhawks, and the owner of a handsome Miss Peace son. Uh, is his services Wednesday. Are you, did you get the invite? Too far. That's no, too far, yeah. Yeah. So there's a private one that we're going to, and the next day they're having it at the United Center. That's how many people they expect. Wow. That's uh, well-loved in that city, and in hockey in general. And yeah. they did so much for that team, brought them back to life. So He sure did. So another Beagle lover in the world. There's nothing wrong with that, Will. That's right. We love the Beagle. Cheryl's license plate says Beagles. We have a Beagle now. Um, little Poppy's doing okay. You have to go see her. She's the little bits that we bought over from Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and she's out west. So when you're out there, got to go look her up. You got to go to Lori's. This is Lori Crandlemeyer, who breeds great Beagles that no one ever sees. She bred uh, Miss Pete. She did, and others, and other real nice ones. So you need to get out there, Will. Yeah, take yeah. a look. Take a look. You're looking. You're looking rather svelte. I know it's not how you wanted to get svelte, but you you lost a few, didn't you, Will? I I surely did. Yeah. 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 Good. It's good yeah. Old saying: I'm a stomach infection away from my goal weight. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've succeeded. I have reached it. Yeah. 
I've surpassed it. Now I'm going to wait back on. Yeah. Speaking of that, you're on the mend. We're moving my brother here. So what do you think? We're thinking about taking a couple of weeks off, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, a little vacation. Just a summer vacation for us. I hope that doesn't upset anybody else. I'll, I'll get Doc to run some previous episodes so you have yeah. something if you want to listen to us. But, but uh, Just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple. My favorite sports show, the Jay Onright show, he's away for the summer now, you know. Even Johnny Carson had reruns, Will. Yeah. So. And we're very much like Johnny Carson. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. You just missed a very good visual interpretation by William <laughs> Alexandre of, the, of Johnny Carson. <laughs> for those of you who are old enough to remember who that was, Johnny, Johnny Carson. No, I used to love the Tonight Show. My God. Yeah, we just lost half our audience. Johnny who? Is that anything <laughs> like TMZ? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and his sidekick, Ed McMahon. We should ask Doc if we can take that theme song now because they're not using it. Yeah. That'd be the perfect no theme song. No one's using it. Yeah, it's probably, I'm sure it's copyright protected, patented, and suable. Anyway, it'll only be a couple weeks, um, and we'll run some reruns. And if we we really get to the point where we can't stop, can't stand not seeing each other on uh, once a week, which is, that's the the best part, Will. Catching up with my buddy, you know, it's the best part. And it's how Eddie follows our life. Eddie Zook follows our life. By, you know, he'll download a few, and he won't need to talk to us because he knows what's going on in our lives. Because we're an open book, Will. Exactly. Yeah. Or an open book. Yeah. That old Ed. You got to have him on one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like those things. I know he doesn't. I know. Jeff would be great. Jeff's awesome. We could, you know, he'd be fun. We could do that. I don't know. Anyway, young William, it's time for me to take my Geritol and take a nap. Yeah. I'm so glad we had this time together. I am too. I am too. <laughs> Just to have a laugh and sing a song. We are the champions. Anyway. Freddie Mercury salute. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Young William, take us out, buddy. All right, guys. Stay safe out there. We'll see you in a few weeks. Party on, Gert. No way. Way. Better be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for the answer. Ernie confuses in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> Quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm falling This is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wiener. Don't lose it, Doc! Hot. Hot. Don't use that one, Doc. Don't use that one, Doc.